The following podcast is a Dear Media production. You know what's fun, guys? Coconut oil lube. Don't mean to brag, but I would say it really enhances the sex life. You gotta try it. Bring it in the bedroom with your boyfriend or your significant other, or your girlfriend or your husband, and surprise them. Just like bring it out and start massaging them, and then things will happen from there. You know what I mean? Anyway, you've heard it here before, and you've probably heard it from a lot of your other favorite podcasters, but Woo More Play makes sex even better. So if you want to try it, all you have to do is go to wooMorePlay.com and enter promo code him and her at checkout for 20% off your entire order. Woo also has a new subscription where you set the delivery times and it arrives straight to your door. More info on wooMorePlay.com. Enjoy! This episode was brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning space offering more than 20,000 courses. You guys know that we use the platform to learn After Effects, which is a platform that creates all of our Instagram story motion graphics. You guys have seen that on my stories. So basically this is a tool, Skillshare, for brands and individuals to acquire new skills or take novice skills to an expert level. Think of it as the Netflix for learning skills. Okay, guys, join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. So you get two months of unlimited Skillshare for just 99 cents. It's crazy. Skillshare is offering the Skinny Confidential listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 courses for just 99 cents. All you have to do is go to Skillshare.com skinny. Again, go to Skillshare.com skinny to start your two months of learning now. Skillshare.com skinny. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! So let's look back to those people that are griping about money. They're in a job they hate. They're in a relationship they hate. They're bitching all the time. Their life force energy is being reduced moment by moment by moment because they're not going towards what turns you alive. And what I realized is when I had the luxury of losing everything, I had a fuck it attitude. Um, at 38, I and I was just, I was done. I was like, screw business, because I'd had a million businesses. I was always scraping and clawing and fighting, you know, selling shit out of the trunk of my car. Because I bought into the system that if I could just have money, then I could be happy and have my find my way out welcome back to the skinny confidential him and her show if you are new to the show thank you for joining that clip is from our guest of the show today Susie batiz Susie is the founder and ceo of poopery on this episode we discuss growing through hardship ayahuasca self-confidence celebrating success how to define our relationships with money and how to stop blaming and victimizing to find success for those of you who are new to the show, my name is Michael Bostic. I am a serial entrepreneur and brand builder, most recently the CEO of the podcast network Dear Media, which is a new kind of podcast network focusing on female voices and content. And I'm Lauren Everett, the creator of The Skinny Confidential, which is a blog, a brand, a YouTube channel, and obviously a podcast. You know what Michael's been doing lately? Trying to scare me. What do you mean I've been trying to scare you? You have been trying to scare the shit out of me with American Horror Story. Are you scared by that? No, we're one season behind. We're watching the cult one, and it's pretty scary. But you know, I, I feel like I it's getting handle. it's getting less scary over time. No, the anxiety before I go to bed is giving me anxiety the next day. It is that show is so creepy. The it's, holes in the body with the bugs. 
I don't know. Is this bad? Does I sound like a psychopath that puts me to bed? Kind of. Maybe Are I'm you? a little bored at this point. Okay. Well, I like the show, but sometimes I get a little tired. Y- maybe you're a psychopath. You roll over with your uh, your your skin mask and your moisturizer and your chihuahuas and go to bed. And your barefoot dreams blanket. True. <laughs> so we had to pre-record this episode because we're in New York now, one of our favorite cities. Yeah, we're in New York this week. We're taking meetings. Lauren's taking meetings. And then I get a little bit of a boys trip. Wesson's coming in. Lauren's going out. And we're going to run around, eat, stuff our face with heavy foods, drink some beers and whiskeys, have a little boys time. So while Michael's having a boys trip, I am going to Boston with Mimi And we are going to be on the Work Party Tour. Create and Cultivate has a brand called Work Party, and I'm going to be in conversation with Jacqueline Johnson. So if you're in Boston, definitely head to www.workparty.com and check out the Boston date. It's October 11th. I would love to meet you guys in person. And also check out the Work Party Podcast, which is produced by Dear Media. Oh, little plug there. And yours truly, yes. Um, so yes, we just did this interview with Susie. It was an amazing interview. I love when guests come in and we think it's going to go in one direction. I thought this was going to be a very entrepreneurial, um, interview and it ended up being more of a, I don't know how you say like not, not spiritual, but she just talks about self-care, working on herself, creating the foundation in herself so she can be the best version in her business and her personal life. And I think it's really unique that a CEO speaks about that other than just coming in and speaking about business, entrepreneurial journey. She's talking about things that have transformed her overall. Well, it's like the personal stuff. It's the same thing happened with Justin Anderson, right? Where I I thought he was just going to be coming in and talking about hair care. And we really got into some deep subjects with him. I always, this is why I love this show so much is you think you're getting something and you get something else i think that's been the theme of this show from the beginning it's kind of like me in the morning you think you're getting something and you get something else i know what i'm getting a very grumpy grumpy bad mood certain words come to mind person that's in the morning. rude side note you guys should for sure listen to the justin anderson podcast it's one of my favorites too i don't want to talk to you before 11 a.m until you've gotten some food and some coffee in your stomach okay Susie Batiz is the founder and CEO of Poopery, which is a multi-million dollar company that she has built into an empire. Susie's mission is to keep pushing the boundaries of conversation, empower women and men, and in her words, do epic shit, which I loved in the interview. This interview has really stood out as one of our favorites. Susie is an enlightened person with a lot to say. With that, let's welcome Susie to the show. Before we get into talks with Susie, let's talk about Thrive Market. There's nothing better than coming home and having groceries and beauty products and household items delivered straight to your door. I know this because I travel a lot, so to have everything at my door ready to go for when I get home is extremely, you guessed it, efficient. So Thrive Market, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what I like. You guys know I'm obsessed with the Calm Tea. If you haven't tried the lemon raspberry flavor, put that in your cart and thank me later. Before I list everything that's on my Thrive Master List, I want to let you know that I put up a post last week, and it's called TSC Master List Thrive Market Essentials. You can find all my essentials on there. It's not too overwhelming. It's just things that I think everyone should have in their fridge or their cupboard. These are things that I've tried over and over again, and I keep going back to. So there's things like Rouse Homemade Sauce, Yum Earth Candy. I got some organic pumpkin, which I do for the dogs. Every morning they get a 
little scoop of that. Anyways, it's basically just all the groceries that I keep going back to on Thrive, and it's really streamlined and laid out for you. You can even find one of my secret wellness tips on this post, so make sure that you check it out. Just Google the Skinny Confidential Thrive Market. There's a whole post there for you, everything streamlined. Want to give you a little bit of information about Thrive. Thrive Market is always 25 to 50% off retail because they cut the middleman out. So you're getting a lot of value here. Thrive sources all the best brands and only provides the best quality. Tons of organic stuff on there. So you get some supplements, maybe you do your grocery shopping, throw in a couple beauty products. It's just a win-win all around. We're obsessed with having Thrive as a partner on this show. It's so on brand. You guys seem to love it. So if you want to check them out, go to thrivemarket.com forward slash skinny. Remember, this isn't a coupon code. It's an actual link. That's thrivemarket.com slash skinny. And they're offering all Skinny Confidential, him and her listeners, 25% off your order and free shipping with a one-month trial. All you have to do is go to thrivemarket.com slash skinny and shop your heart out. 25% off your first order plus free shipping. Pretty great. Definitely check out my racks. There's a few in there that are real standout stars. And whatever you do, make sure you pick up the Egyptian magic cream. You will not be sorry. Put it on your boyfriend. Put it on your dog. Put it on your face at night. Sleep in it. Wake up. Thank me later. So you sent your son down to the jungle. <laughs> yeah, I at sent, 18. I sent my son down to the jungle no cell phone. at 18. No cell phone, no Wi-Fi. And the shaman had told me, like, he's going to be in the jungle down in the Amazon for 10 days. And I said, can I hear? And he said, well, I'll come out of the jungle at day four. And if you want, you can call. So I called and he's like, he's doing fine. That's all I heard. And 10 days later, you know, my son went in and I told you, it's like, you know, kind of F God, there's no such thing. And he was just in a really dark place. 10 days later, he calls me from Iquitos uh, down in Peru. And I, I answered the phone and his first words were, I still get emotional, but he was like, mom, God is real. Like his heart was blown wide open. He's bawling. And he said, I'm healed. Like, I understand everything. From ayahuasca? From ayahuasca, a 180. From, from yeah, from five, he, he drank five times in that 10 days. And he came back, you know, he got back like at, you know, 10 o'clock at night. I stayed up till like 3 a.m. just questioning him as I would a guru. Like, what'd you see? What happened? Like, you, you need to tell me about this because I didn't even know it. Can he, could he explain it or was it something? He did. Yeah, he was able to explain it. And he just said, you know, I was able to get outside of myself and really see and see the truth of, of what things are. You know, he's no Christian holy roller, but he definitely knows that there's a reason for us being here and that there's a, a bigger experience happening. And so anyway, I went down to the jungle the next trip going, okay, I need to know what this is, right? So then I started going, and that was 13 years ago. And um, our family ended up going. I think I told you I've checked all the dysfunctional boxes. So we had a hard life. So let's go, let's go back. Okay. What does that dysfunction and hardship look like? Well, you know, like I was, when I was young, I was raised, my father was a bipolar alcoholic. My mom was depressed on pain pills. My first memory was cooking at four years old for my mother, for my family. And then, you know, they got divorced. And then my stepdad came in the picture. I was molested by my stepdad. You know, I was married at 18 to get out of the house. I bought a bridal salon at 19. I was bankrupt by the time I was 20, tried to kill myself when I was 21 met a guy ended up in an abuse abusive marriage when i was 22 pregnant at 22 had two children escaped you know doing an escape from the enemy thing from that 
and then married a man, uh, my ex-husband now, we were together 26 years, that really offered me some safety and stability just so I could rebalance. But we weren't function, you know, super functional. We were really just scraping by and trying to survive life. You know, I was. Um, because honestly, if, had I not had my kids, I probably wouldn't be here. They gave me a reason to kind of hang on. And then my second bankruptcy, when, when I was 38, um, when the dot-com crashed, and I was just like, fuck this, I'm is, done. Is poopery out at this time at 38? No. no, okay. No, so I'm 54 now. Um, at 38, I, and I was just, I was done. I was like, screw business, because I'd had a million businesses. I was always scraping and clawing and fighting, you know, selling shit out of the trunk of my car, because I bought into the system that if I could just have money, then I could be happy and have my find my way out. Well, I think right? a lot of people buy into that system, right? Well, yeah, but that's what I, I mean, I was just clawing. I sold out, I overrode, I compromised, you know, like I had no value system or what I was doing. To, to just go back, you said that you were 22 and you wanted to kill yourself. What what did that did. look like? Why, why, how did you get so low that was it, does it have to do with money? Was it a relationship? Was it a medley? Yeah, it was both. So I divorced my first husband and had met my um, new, you know, this abusive guy. And my family hated him. But you have to understand from my from my background and my childhood, like I just had a rough life. And I was like, who wants to be here? Like this shit is hard. So I'm just going to go. Like it really was what I considered my only option at that time. So how did you come out of that and realize, wait, this this uh, there's there's a better road? Yeah, well, I didn't die, and then you know, obviously, um, but I, you know, I was pregnant soon after and um, decided to have my first child. And what I realized, and I was 22. And um, I was super young. But what I realized is that there was something beyond me. Like my whole world had just been wrapped up in me. You know, it was me, 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 me. I've had a hard life. Woe is me. Super victim mentality. My grandma, my grandma used to tell me, get outside yourself when I would call her and complain. Exactly. So having Dustin really got me outside of myself where I had, I wasn't willing to fight for myself because I had such, I felt worthless. I had low self-esteem, right? I just had a hard life and I was just, I was knocked out and I was just like, I don't want to be here. Like I really don't to the point I'm going to try to kill myself. I see now, a lot of times when I hear about suicide attempts, you know, I have such empathy, but I understand. I'm like, yeah, man, sometimes you just got to shut the craziness going on in your mind. And not that I condone it, you know, that is not, but you also, there's a point to where you think that's your only option and it's not your only option. I can empathize. Like I totally get it and know there are more options. So what I want to teach people, there are lots of options out there. You don't have to do that. That's not a great way out. You know, the way out is actually to go inside and through. You know, I get in, I sometimes I get in trouble on this show because I, you know, depending on, you know, you had a really rough upbringing. I think that sometimes people can get into the blame game when they start victimizing themselves. And to me, I'm hard on, I'm not hard on people. I empathize with them, but I always say like, it doesn't help you get out of the situation when you're constantly playing the blame victim game. Cause it, it just holds you back. And I, and sometimes people say, well, you don't get it or you don't understand. And that's true. Maybe I don't understand some past experiences, 
but I do understand that there's that's not a winning formula for someone to get out of the situation they're no. in. No. Yeah, absolutely. I'm about 100% accountability to the point where even I remember going to Byron Katie. I don't know if you are familiar with the book called Loving What Is. Um, it was one of the first spiritual books. And I'll, I'll tell you a bit after my second bankruptcy, this kind of spiritual awakening I had. But um, I remember talking to her about being in this, uh, well, with my stepdad molesting me. And she said, did you ever say no? Radical, right? And I went back and I was like, I didn't. Like, I never said no. It was sort of this. And I've had people really push up against me like you were young and how would you? And I'm like, I get that, but there's no power in that. The power is me owning the fact I didn't say no, and I can say no now. Does that make sense? Wow, that is powerful. Isn't it powerful? Yeah. No, it's creating the boundaries that come from within, not yes. relying on anyone outside. No. Yeah. It's like once I realize that, I'm like, like, I can say no, and I didn't do it. Does it condone it? Hell no. Right. But it brings me back into an empowered state is when I am accountable for my what I did. It makes sense when you say it. But like she said, it's a powerful thing to say, and it's a there's a delicacy to say, and you have to understand. Like, not a lot of people get to that point that you yeah. got to, right? Like, yeah. and that's and that's the challenge. And like, if anything, here on this podcast, helping people get to that point is the whole reason we do this type of stuff. That's it. Yeah. So you're 38 years old. The yep. crash happens, and yeah. what do you do? You have two children. A boy and a girl? Three children. Three children. children. Yeah, so I had a daughter after yeah, this that. Time, are you still two in boys the marriage, and a girl. You... I'm still in the marriage. Okay. Um, everything crashed. I'll never forget the sound of the tow truck, like in my, you know, in my back driveway, you know, where the driveway's out back in Texas. And I'll never forget that sound and me just thinking, holy shit, like this is real. Like I've really done the repo, it. Repo truck. Yeah. Like I've, I've really done it. Like, I've done it again. So it was the, the truck, the car, the house, like everything was just. So I literally, we, we moved. I lied to everyone, right? It's what you do. Try to save face. So ridiculous. I lied. I even lied to my children. Okay? So I often tell people, imagine when you're at a point that you feel like you have to lie to the people that love you unconditionally. Like, I get emotional with that, yeah. you know? Like, that's where I was. I was like, just lie. Tell them that we need to move closer to work. We need to, like, I was just scrambling. And I put on headphones and I played Disturbed for like two months. And I was just painting in my house and just like, like all of this, just like anger. And just like, I just let myself feel all this rage coming from inside, you know? And then I was really like, I just kind of had a truce with God. And I just said, you know what? Like, I'm done. I'm literally done with all that shit. I am not going to kill myself, but there's not a chance in hell I'm going back to that. And I really did. Like, I literally got down on my knees and just said, I'm done. Like, if you're, you know, take me out because I'm not here anymore. Like, it's not worth it. And, um, couple days later I had the book loving what is in my hands and I was like loving what is yeah right you know it's like are you kidding me I'm in a shithole I've lost everything I have I've lied to everyone I have no idea who I am where's your husband at this point he's just there on the side you know trying to work a job you know trying to keep things together yeah he's doing what he can he's a great guy you know and I'm just spinning out 
And I went to a 10-day workshop, and I came out. I went in drinking like a double, you know, the double big thing of wine. I don't know what you call them. Like a, I don't know, like a I giant? know exactly what you're talking about. You know it's saying? like, oh, yeah, the like the yellowtail, yeah, they're like, big one. They're like yellowtail, and they're, they look like a huge um, sparklets water jug. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we used to get those in college. So did yeah, we. <laughs> that's what I was drinking every night. A whole one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I was just like, shut it up, you know, just, ugh, I was a mess. And I went in there to this 10-day workshop, and I walked out, and I didn't drink for eight years. Like, literally, I didn't try to quit drinking, but once I kind of calmed some of the craziness going on in my mind down and started really taking accountability, so that's what Byron Katie taught me, is did you say no? You know, and really to find my place. So there's no accountability in being victim. So I love that you call people on that. There's no power in being victim. Yeah, I, I, I have a really difficult, like, I, I believe everything in life is my fault, right? And yeah. maybe that's not healthy, maybe no, it is, me but, too. but I really like, you know, if something goes wrong, I'm like, yeah, that's what did I do here to make this yeah. go wrong? And it, maybe that's not the healthiest relationship I have with myself, but I, no, it is. I don't like the idea that other externals or other people have power over my life so it's like yeah. any position I put myself in good or bad I say okay that's on me yeah, I just think good. with with <laughs> adversity that you have a choice and a fork in the road and you can either choose to let it fuel you or victimize you yes. and it's a I think it's a very black and white choice I don't see a lot of gray there so it sounds There's like not. you you shifted that I shifted and I always tell people I had the luxury of losing everything because what happens is we're so caught up in our own world we don't have that stopping point to really have the clarity of going holy shit like I need to seriously change my life and sometimes it takes that to really have that clarity so I love if people can wake up and go hold on how can I be accountable and that's what I teach people to do but well here's the thing like nobody gives a shit right yeah. you, you, as soon as you start complaining like my dad always says like smile on the world smiles with you cry and you cry alone and I really believe it because everybody has their own problems yeah. and so when you go to them and you start piling your problems onto them it's just like a, yeah. more bad energy they need to take on and once you understand like really that's not a winning formula and people don't want to hear your problems because they have a set of their own that's yeah. to say, okay, well, let's let's start being productive now instead and positive. Totally. And I don't believe it's bypassing. What I appreciate what you said earlier is how have I created this? There's a difference. And there it's is. just going, I'm just going to think positive thoughts. It's like, okay, but it doesn't necessarily get rid of all the crap that's floating around. But I love and going how if I'm if I'm creating my reality, if I am and that's, you know, I, I believe that I believe that we're all creating exactly what we want. How did I create this? And where was my part? When I can take accountability for my part, that's when the energy can start shifting. Because otherwise, you're on a drama triangle of, you know, vi victim, villain and um, hero. And it's it's just drama. So once you have this epiphany, yeah. what do you do with it? Yeah, so I had that epiphany, and I really started looking at in my life. So I had a, a breathing. It's almost like coming up for air. So mm -hmm. that workshop kind of, I came up for air, like, okay, what do I want to do? And I was like, what is my relationship with money? And I did the work, it's, uh, so there's a process of four things. It's, do you know it's true? Do you, uh, is it true? Do you absolutely know it's true? How do you react when you believe that thought? So there's a little system she has. And I did the work on money for six months. I wanted to see every belief that I have about money. That money, is genius. I need to uh, do that. No, seriously. So do you. Money's yeah. the root of all evil. Money, that's like all really of genius. these I've never things. thought about my relationship to money. Huh. Yeah. That's an interesting question. So I spent six months doing that, and then ironically... 
the idea of book. I didn't want money. I'm sitting in my home listening to Ganga G, you know, just in bliss, right? I'm just like, wow, you know, this is what I don't need money. I don't need anything. And then all of a sudden this idea comes in that just, you know, was too delicious to uh, ignore. And that's when that whole journey started. Wait, so you're sitting in your house listening to music and, and you, what do you mean the idea comes in? Like, walk me through because it's such a you unique idea. I think when you when you get into that state of mind, when your focus isn't the money, because most people yeah. we talk to when their focus is not that end up finding it, which is yeah. strange, right? Well, Sounds that's like why I said ironically. Your recent story. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I was there's one thing that I wanted to ask you, um, yeah. and then we can move forward. But for young people that are in a financial strain and in the position where they're in a weakened financial state, yeah. and maybe some of those same thoughts that you had are going through their head. Looking, you know, now at the point of you on your life, looking back, what would you what would you tell those people? Well, I would tell them first take accountability on how you're contributing to your financial weakness or this financial strain. Okay, for example, I may be in a job I hate. I may be in a relationship I hate. I may be walking around bitching all the time. All of that energy is only going to create more conflict and more energy and you can't really get ahead like that. So really start taking accountability like actually I hate my job. Okay. What are you going to do? Right. Are you going to change jobs? You know, start at night. You know, and if you're not shut the fuck up. It's it, like, I feel yeah. like you have to pick. Like, if you're going to complain and you're not going to do anything about it, yeah. then shut I don't, up. Nobody wants to hear right. it. it. It's like, then I hear that you're willing to sit there and be miserable. Yeah. Then that's fine. I'm not going to listen to it. Right. So you need to really, you know, I isolate. I don't have anybody in my life like that because they know if they come complain to me, it's going to be like complaining to you. Yeah. And I'm I'm fine with that. My favorite thing to say to Michael if he complains is, I'm not going to entertain this. Yeah. <laughs> It's no, my favorite thing but, to say. But that is a guru statement because otherwise what happens is you get down into the energetic vortex and you're actually shifting your energy when you do that. I agree. And that both those energies combined, actually you have, and we'll talk a little about life force energy, but you actually reduce your life force energy. So what I would tell people is first of all, be accountable. I took a job I really didn't want to take because I thought it was going to get me ahead. I'm in a relationship that doesn't turn me on because I'm afraid to be alone. I, you know, listen to my family bitch at me all the time and I really can't stand them but I hang out with them all the time because I think I have to like start looking at all the things in your life that you're not turned on by and that you're hating and when you see that the sum of that is going to be financial strain in a miserable life right yeah yeah and then also look at those belief systems around money if you really think money's going to get you anywhere uh, good luck. There's a lot of miserable rich people. And so we, I think the more money you make, sometimes the more issues it causes. 100. It's harder. I know a lot of old lady, rich people. Yeah, Lady exactly. Gaga was on Howard Stern the other day and he said, what's been the hardest part of, of everything with her growth? And she said, the hardest part has actually been how the people react around me. Her friends and family's reactions have changed as she's gotten more famous yeah. with her relationship to money and finances and totally. what can you do for me I thought that was interesting out of all the hardships she picked that one thing yes and you know how we think it's hard to make it it's harder to keep expanding you look at how many people crash and burn at the top the reason is to keep expanding into more and more goodness. Our, our brains are wired for struggle and survival and fear from an evolutionary standpoint. We have to rewire our brains, which is what you guys are doing, which thank you. We have to rewire ourselves for more love, expansion, and joy. That's what's hard. You know, the hard thing is to keep thinking, oh, wow, I deserve even this, and I deserve this, and I deserve this. That's the hard part, I think, of being successful. The problem is with that fight or flight instinct, 
you know, we developed that, you know, like you said, throughout history to yeah. be able to cope with, you know, fight or flight to get, get out of dangerous situations. The problem is, is now we're stretching that feeling yes. to years, months. That's what anxiety, fear and all that stuff. But people don't understand the relationship to fear. Um, but it took me a long time. This is recent. It took me a long time to figure out all these things that we're talking about, relationship and yes. not complaining. And so I don't want people to think that. I've been this way forever. It takes a lot of work. Still still work in progress. It takes a lot of work. People think I'm an entrepreneur into the outside world. That's why I'm known for my success. What I'm most proud is my internal evolution. That's it. My my spiritual and personal development work is really my full-time job. I just happen to express through business. One of my favorite things that you said is that, and you said this in an interview, I think, is that you people think that you've known what you've been doing all along, yeah. and that you really I haven't. don't know anything. And I, Who knows what they're doing? I don't know I shit. Someone, I want I, someone to come on the yeah. podcast that says they a hundred percent know what they are they're doing. Everything no one knows what they're I've doing. Done in my life, <laughs> no. I you know you put the good face forward and you you know always confidence, yeah. but. Uh, there's been a million times, like even with this Duranda and everything, yeah. like I don't know, right? We just I'm going and I'm doing the best, yes. and I think that it's like going in the right direction, but I I don't have the playbook, right? Like, no, and you never will. Well, you will have the playbook, Michael, if you're playing it safe. <laughs> if you are not playing it safe, there's no playbook. Yeah. Oh, that's that would bore me and Michael and to I tears. I think we exactly. would break up if he played it safe. I but can't do you know how safe. many people are sitting around playing it safe, saying they want to change their life? Because yeah. they don't want to get past that point of, yeah, you're going to be afraid. I wake up so much afraid. Yeah. You know, I'm launching a new company. I'm terrified. You know, what if people are like, oh, my God, what if it's, blah, blah, blah. you know, that chatter doesn't stop. It only gets bigger because you have more to lose. And, you know, um, it's just your attachment to it. You know, when you develop yourself internally, you learn to just see the the noise. We're diving into a lot, but let's talk about skills. Who wants to learn some new skills? I have you covered, and Skillshare has you covered even more. I love products and services that help you level up in life. They are my favorite type. This episode has a lot to do with being curious, and Skillshare can help you take advantage of those curiosities by teaching you skills that you can apply to any field of life. As I mentioned, Skillshare is an amazing platform. I've talked about it before. Lauren's talked about it before. And I just feel like it needs another mention. So what is Skillshare? Skillshare is basically the Netflix of learning with over 20,000 online courses taught by people like you and me. They have courses on design, marketing, finance, Photoshop, video editing, video production, personal branding, and many more. As we built out Dear Media and our production team, I'm constantly directing new hires to the platform to improve their current skills and learn a lot more. Taylor, our producer, who you're all familiar with, has used it many times. If you want to learn how to build out websites or e-commerce sites, there's a course for you. There's also some big names on the platform. Gary Vee, who Lauren and I both admire, has a course on Skillshare that I recommend checking out all about personal branding. As I mentioned, I love Skillshare because it's really for anyone that's trying to better themselves, get better at their job or at their own personal skill set. You want to start a side hustle or just explore a new passion like photography or video editing, Skillshare has a course for you. It's really about leveling up, right? You could be somebody that has a nine to five job. You could be an entrepreneur. You could be a creative. It's about adding new skills to your repertoire and adding new skills to your arsenal. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering the Skinny Confidential listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. That's less than a dollar. Think about that for two months. So to sign up, go to Skillshare.com skinny. Again, that's Skillshare.com skinny to start two months of learning online now. That's 
That's Skillshare.com slash skinny. I think the more the more you put yourself out there, it's practice. It's a practice. The longer you put yourself out there, the more it becomes noise and the more you, you don't look at it. Exactly. Um, and I think that, that the less you focus on what other people think, the more successful you are. That's yes. been a common theme I've seen. It's it's and again, it's a practice. It's constantly putting yourself out there over and over yeah. and over again until you just don't really give a shit anymore. Well, you build a tolerance, yeah. right? Like things that used to really bother me and scare me. Now I'm like, oh, that happened. Like no big deal, right? But yeah. in, in the I remember certain things like being like, oh my god, my life's over. This is I'm, I'm screwed. And now you look at it like, okay, that's no big deal. You do this and this, but it takes you have to constantly be pushing to get to those places. Yeah. I want to go back because um, I want I have to know this this question. Okay. My interrupted me um so you're sitting in your house and you have an idea like I want to know how this idea forms yeah so um actually it was my brother-in-law's idea he said can bathroom odor be be trapped and I remember like having this like I felt like this um it's like the room went in high def and I remember like a chill up my arm and I was just like yeah and I can do that with oils. And he said, what are you talking about? To me, I, my hobby was essential oils. And I just thought oil floats on, like I saw the whole thing. Oil floats on water, like I can do this. And he was like, really, you think so? You know, that sort of thing. But I went home and the difference before when I pushed so hard is they were all strategy from my logical mind. This just makes sense. If you put A and B together, it equals C, right? And then it's pushed through. I just need drive. This was I was being pulled towards the idea. I was obsessed. Like I would stay up every night mixing. Every single person in my life thought it was a bad idea. Like everybody was like, you're doing what? With what? Does everyone hear that, you guys? If you have an idea where your whole entire family says that idea sucks, still do the idea. If, if, if you're you drawn believe in it. To it if you're drawn to it. it turns yes. you on. 100%. So, so yeah, I, I teach people now how to identify an alive idea because I've gone back and sort of reverse engineered. Like, how do I know an idea is alive? For for me, you normally have some body sensation. You know how you're talking to somebody and you go, oh, my God, I just have chill bumps right now. Lean into that. Um, there's a heightened sense of energy. Like I was awake all night. Like I was just, I would mix and mix and mix. It took me nine months to formulate it, but it didn't matter. Like I just knew I was being pulled towards something. Uh, synchronicity, you kind of happen to see the billboard that's the same thing you're thinking about. You know, that happens. And the idea does not go away. Like it just keeps it coming fade. back. It just keeps going. It doesn't fade. So that's what happened when I look back now. It's like, that's exactly what happened. It's really I something. I just get chills when you're talking about this. Yeah. So later, as I've started uh, really looking back at how did it happen? Why was it different? I could say, oh, I got rid of all my beliefs about money and it was a super coincidence. Yes, I did that. We could say, well, it was an amazing idea. It was. But what the difference was is that I was coming at business from an entirely different angle. Not from something I wanted, but I was literally being drawn into it. So your intention changed. Your intention to 100%. begin with was to make money when you were younger, and then yeah. it, the intention shifted. So yeah. let's, let's I didn't know if it would ever get to market. I just wanted to see if I could make it work. So let's talk about, so what does getting drawn into it look like to you? Because even to me, like I, I think I get what you're saying, but in layman's terms, how would you, how did you describe that feeling? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I had a friend, he was going to interview me about four years ago. This is when this whole ideas are alive thing kind of came to me. And I said, what do you want to talk about in the interview? And he goes, I don't want to talk about success. I go, yeah, me either. I'm tired of talking about it. He goes, well, how do you know? 
which idea to follow. And I was like, wow, what a great. And I was trying to tell him in my body how it feels. And he said, well, I don't understand what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, let me get back to you. So that became my sort of reverse engineering inquiry, right? Like, how do I know? How do I know when to create? How do I know to go that, that like we need to go and we need to create a viral campaign, you know, even though that was my intention. But how do I know those things? So I started going back. And the one thing I realized is when an idea turns me on, and I hate that we use that in a sexual sense, but you're literally lit up. Oh, yeah. You're lit up. You know, you're excited about it. And you want to tell everybody, but you know, the whole thing is you can't tell anybody. Just to let the listeners know right now, I'm launching a brand called Supernatural. I've told people about it for two years as I'm developing it. It didn't stop my launch. Okay, nobody's copied it. Most people don't even want to do their own ideas, much less someone else's. So I want to break that whole myth. <laughs> Can thing. we please pull that bit for the Instagram? I love that. I Everyone's thing. so worried about their ideas. They're getting copied. No, I, I agree with like, you. I refuse Ugh. to sign NDAs or give NDAs. Yeah. I don't care. Like, if somebody can out-execute me on anything, then they, Go then, for then it. they deserve it. Exactly. Right? Like, See? Good. Yeah. But it's like people, they don't even do their own ideas. You know, they have yeah. a million. I started realizing that these ideas turn me on. So I called the cellular biologist, Dr. Bruce Lipton, and I said, are ideas alive? And he said, well, why do you say that? And I said, well, I have this theory that the ideas I follow that are alive seem to work out better than the ones that aren't, that I create with my strategic mind, like we have to do this. It just feels like they're not as successful. There's some resiliency that my live idea has. And I said, and how come a virus, you know, I've heard recently it's not actually alive, but we consider it living. And how can a meme or a thought that goes across the world or an idea not be living? Because it travels from person to person the same that, an, that, that a virus does. And he goes, it's a great question. And he said, everything's alive. Everything is an energetic vibration. And he said, and everything is looking for more life force energy. So you did get that? Yeah. Like just from our core nature, we're all looking to be more turned on and be more alive. So as I started thinking about this, what happens is society, conditioning, that fear brain, right, all gets in to where we sell out, we compromise, and we don't go towards those ideas that turn us on. So what I found out is that what happens within me is I get excited and I start looking at what I'm curious about. I look at what my interests are. For example, I was watching this uh, politician in Texas, and she had this great commercial. And I watched it 10 times in a row. And then I stepped back, and I'm like, why am I so curious about this commercial? And what I saw was that she had this theme of doors and the way she did it. And I went, shit's the throughput of my life. And then all of a sudden, like, I blocked my calendar. I was at the office. I told my assistant, like, just leave me alone. I wrote, and you guys are going to see this in a month. I wrote this spoken word that is just incredible. I use the word shit 80 times, but it's just like going for it. But it just literally came through. What do you mean you wrote a spoken word? What does that mean? Well, I wrote a whole spoken word that I'm going to perform. Um, But it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's just really great. It's like people, you know, ask me how to be rich, you know, so buckle in and hold on because, you know, this shit. But anyway, so I wrote this whole spoken word. It was literally a download, but it was because I became curious, like, why am I interested in this? And then then this idea started becoming alive within me. So become curious about your own curiosity. Yeah. It's like, why am I so interested? Instead of beating yourself up for watching that sitcom recently, I just got through watching um, Jane the Virgin. But you know, what happened was I watched 19 episodes in four days. The reason this is radical is because I haven't watched TV in 20 years. Wow. So I was like, why am I so interested in this? It's this telenovela type thing. And I was super into it. And then I realized like, 
oh shit so now we're gonna do like a poo novella right <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying like I, I stop and start looking at my own actions rather than beating myself up like I wasted four days you know watching this thing I start going why am I interested in that and then something alive starts happening within me instead of me what happens is normal complaints or drama you know watch 19 episodes but yeah yeah so, so instead of getting anxious or upset at yourself for doing something that's maybe you would consider not late Easy, but like a relaxing activity get interested in why you're interested in it get interested yeah why why am I fascinated with this what is it I like about this and then and then what happens is that starts stimulating ideas you know and then and then all of a sudden when you okay so let me finish this Dr. Lipton so he says everything's seeking life more life force energy and he said there's something in physics that may explain that to you and I said okay what and he said resonance so resonance is when two energy waves that are traveling similar patterns come together those two energy waves create a bigger energy wave than they do apart does that make sense that is so funny that she just said that because of what neil says about emotional resonance go on go on yeah so then he said so that means you are more when you're with a resonant idea or a resonant person then you are apart okay and he said the opposite is dissonance that's when you have two energy waves that are traveling at different uh, energetic wavelengths. It's not right or wrong, good or bad, right? Not bad person, good person. It's not that. It is, they're different. You have less life force energy. It flatlines. It's like noise canceling headphones. Literally, you have less life force energy. So let's look back to those people that are griping about money. They're in a job they hate. They're in a relationship they hate. They're bitching all the time. Their life force energy is being reduced moment by moment by moment because they're not going towards what turns you alive. And what I realized is when I had the luxury of losing everything, I had a fuck it attitude. Yeah, you were already there. You were I'm already there. Like, what are you going to do? It's a clean, clean slate. slate. Like, yeah. I don't have anything to lose. Yeah. I'm just going to do what turns me on and what I feel good about, right? Never thought about it being the company. I'm still amazed. Like, what? Okay, we're still doing this? Okay, cool. Become curious about that, you know? But basically, it's, you know, I I, I just do what turns me on. I, I watch the series, and I go, let's do that. You know, there's <laughs> no, I have no business plan, never had a business plan. There's nothing strategic. It is literally what is turning me and the team on in any moment. Okay, so, but you have this idea you and you, you've grown it into this massive company there has to be some kind of strategy behind it i mean well, what do you do when when your stuff is all packaged did you get a manufacturer how'd you go yeah. about it like can you walk us through that yeah so i was just recently talking to 30 uh women ceos i just did a small little group um the other day and and this girl asked the same question and i said that's boring <laughs> Okay, because here's the deal. I can tell you how I did it, and I can tell you what I did, and I called manufacturers, but you're going to have to call me the next time you need to know how to do something. What I will tell you the truth is that when you go inside, you're going to be shown what to do. Anybody that's ever has a child you, does not come with any strategy and any playbook. Okay, you can read on the internet. You can do Everybody's going to tell you how to do it. But you feel in and you go, yeah, that feels right. And you're literally, you know, I, I was like, what do I do? I need to make this product. You I mean, figure it out. You figure it out. I think that's amazing advice. And the it's like, don't copy my formula. Do your own formula and, and listen to my your voice. My formula is going to get you some diluted version of what I did. Oh, and the right. world does not need any more oh, of that shit. That's, that's the oh, gem. And that, that's that, such a gem. That's the gem because people, Michael and I talk about this all the time. What you're saying, you know, yeah. we started this podcast just on a whim. Same way we we're sitting down in Cabo drinking margaritas, like, hey, we could just do that. And literally along the way, like we didn't have any other formula, didn't know how to do it. I don't come from this background. She doesn't come from this background. I'm just 
but we always say like if we were trying to follow some playbook it never would go because no you can't duplicate that you're just some watered down version of somebody else and, and that, that's already been seen yeah. there's something that i wanted to ask you you touched on in the beginning um and that's worrying and caring about what other people think yeah um how do you like for for young entrepreneurs that are maybe struggling with or businessmen women struggling with self-confidence how do you get to a point where you can kind of put those thoughts and those feelings behind you and get to a place where like okay like it doesn't matter what those people think you're probably never going to be self-confident you're only going to be self-confident when you've done the run a hundred times right i remember asking once the shaman like when will ayahuasca not make me cringe when i first drink it and he goes about 200 times that's kind of the recipe for anything you do it a couple hundred times you start getting the groove of it so anytime that you're kind of going outside anything you're never going to be comfortable and you're never going to be confident so first of all just realize this is, I'm not going to be confident and I'm not going to be comfortable and I'm still going to move forward. Um, but and then confidence. moving forward place is the important part. So how do you get there? Yeah, you just uh, vulnerable and telling people. What I did with my business is said, I've never done this before. I need help. Um, do you know how to do this? And then they started answering questions for me. How long ago did you start your business to today? 13 years ago. 13 years ago. Yeah. And what's been the biggest struggle throughout those 13 years? Uh, everything's a struggle. You know, I mean, it's 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 being turned on, really finding myself, realizing that it's not about the money, not getting caught up in the success or that success story and really staying on my, my being curious, like why? why? Why am I here instead of, oh, yeah, I'm the big badass, you know, poo queen, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> which I did ask that in ayahuasca session once. Was, like, but it's kind of hard to be big headed with that but really to not be so enamored or taken off track with that and to really realize like what am i doing what do i really mean and what is my value system you don't drink your own kool-aid yeah no 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 i don't and also whenever it's so easy in business to go you know there's competition you need to do this and i've lost my way many times but you always just come back like hold on why are we really here and that's what i keep going back to our team is what do we stand for we have three words within poopery it's defy liberate transform are we doing that like, are we doing, we just came up with a new campaign called Girls Do Poop. We talk about shit. We talk, you know, girls are talking about shitting. Like, it's radical. You know, people are like, wah, and they love it. But I'm like, what, what, what are we doing here? So I just keep going back. I think the hard thing is not to get caught up and enamored in it all and to get off track from yourself and from, you know, oh, I need to be successful because the world, my company's worth this, and then it could be worth this. And this, this, this. that's one a whole. Of the, one of the things I struggle with is, celebrating milestones and success right like i'm i'm oh. really bad at doing that i you typically don't it's always like okay i'm on I, a, I always explain like i'm like the dog chasing the car if i catch the car i don't know what to do with it right yeah, i just want to keep going um how does that process look for you yeah i'm a horrible celebrator yeah. because celebration isn't what turn, because i'm not doing it's it for not, any it, end game it, that's exactly. i'm not doing it for the result i'm doing it because it turns me on i'm already on to the next idea Every like we just launched life. this campaign yeah. and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, you guys celebrate. Like I'm already onto the next idea. Okay, and I'm going to do that. every time I think there's something like that I can reward myself with and get, uh, it, it's always disappointing, right? Because it's like, okay, what's next? Like, because yeah. you've put expectations on it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's 100% it. And anytime you have those expectations, you know, then you're either let down, you know, what are your KPIs? I'm like, were we turned on? Did we have fun? Did we do epic shit? That's one of our mantras at Poopery. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, was it epic? 
And if it wasn't, how can we continue doing epic stuff? That's our KPI. You are one of the most um, spiritual CEOs we've ever interviewed, I think. Maybe you and Aubrey Marcus. But um, I'm actually very curious about how you lay the foundation of your day. Um, You seem to me to be someone that that wakes up with set intentions in the morning before you even start work. I would just guess that. Yes. And if that's true, I would like to know specifics. Yeah. So my morning is about three hours. So I wake up around 530 or 6. Her morning is three hours. See, go on. Yeah. <laughs> I have a cup of tea. Okay. Mandatory. Okay. And then I meditate. Those two things, that's a non-negotiable for me. And then I usually do some sort of ride, depending on what my exercise, I do some physical movement, whether it's yoga, CrossFit, you know, I have trainers come to me. Thank goodness I have that luxury. And, um, but I also do something creative. I write. So that's when I I write. It's it's less about bringing stuff in and more about can I get it out, expressing. Um, when my mentor says that whenever we get off in life, we look at we're experiencing versus expressing. So expressing is that creative flow. So I make sure that I have that. So I get to the office around ten, and I leave the office around four. So really, my work day um, at the office is about twenty four hours a week. And how has social media changed the trajectory of poopery? Because uh, I can imagine that it's it's changed since there was no social media. Yeah, I'm not sure that it's changed that much. It's just a different way for us to talk. You know, we were one of the leaders in YouTube, so that was that was our thing back then. Now it's bigger. It's Instagram and Facebook, and you know all these other things. What was Facebook and now it's Instagram and. Um, it's just a different way to express, and it's a different way of expressing. What's been fun for us is finding our creative outlet within that particular space. For example, we pushed YouTube as far as we could, and then Facebook comes on, and it's like, wow, what is this, and how can we do this? We remain really curious um, and excited. You know, let's try this, and let's try that. We do lots of testing online and to see what works and what doesn't work. So I think it's changed us by giving us just more uh, places to talk. I have a selfish question. Yes. You said you've done ayahuasca over 100 times. We talked about your son. I know this is kind of switching gears, but it's a question I would ask you off air, but I might as well ask it on. Good. So over 100 times? Yeah. Okay. What does this process look like, and why do you have to keep doing it if it's supposed to work its magic? Like, I don't understand why you can't do it once and have this epiphany. Like, why do you have to keep going back to it? Yeah, well, you could, and, and people do. So that is... So let's think, go back. Do you remember I told you about my life? Mm -hmm. So think of all that shit that was built up for 40 years, right? It's hard to get it all worked through in a couple hours. And what I love about the medicine is you're working on your subconscious mind. There have been things that, lots of things that come up in ayahuasca that I never would have consciously worked on. You know, you go into a therapist and you say, this is my problem, my relationship, whatever. And ayahuasca, like all those rules are out, out the door. And it's like literally like this. And you're like, what? You know, I did that 20 years ago. I didn't even think it bothered me. I want to try ayahuasca so bad. Yeah. I'll report back I to you guys. people. Okay, yeah. I want to go down to the jungle and do the whole thing. Okay. I've, I've okay. had too many people come on here and tell well, me. Well, now you know the person I'll, asked because I'll, there's, yeah. a, there's some people that are going to the wrong... I, you know, Lots Aubrey of was people. saying, be careful yeah, who let's, you go to. I think we should talk about that too, because someone said like there's like stuff in Malibu. I'm not, I don't know the exact stuff, but um, yeah, can it's, you kind it's of speak illegal. On that? Yeah, it's illegal in the United States, so just know that when you're going to a ceremony, um, it's if it's in the states, it's illegal. But down in Peru, like you know, 13 years ago, it was much different than it is now. It's it's way more tourism 
than there is when I first started going down. But there are still some really good camps. I have a really amazing camp down in Ecuador. Um, yeah, that um, Tyler Gage, one of the founders of Runa T. Um, he's a partner uh, with that, with I think Channing Tatum and a couple people. But he, they have an amazing center, healing center down in Ecuador. That's who I'll connect you with. Um, so there are some really still integral, like really about healing and not just about let's go down and trip out in the jungle. I'm just happy people are talking about it like this because, you know, yes. for me, I'm somebody that's never really partaked in recreational drugs for fun. For me, it, I already have fun on my own. Yeah. Um, but in these recent conversations like this with natural medicinal um whatever you would call it a plant, plant right plant, plant, plant medicine oh it's plant, plant medicine. medicine yeah it's interesting to me because i can see the benefits and i can see the people that do it and, and the benefits they get and, and so i think it's interesting now that people and, and powerful that people are talking about it because there's just before you think oh you're just doing this to trip out and go and have fun and that never resonated with me but these types of conversations. i think it's yeah. important to um and and correct me if i'm wrong that you do it in the right circumstance like i think yeah. sometimes people take drugs and like they'll go to like a concert I think that's very different than going in nature and, and having that, that natural nature experience. Yes, absolutely. And the thing about um, ayahuasca, what's so amazing is you would do it once as a drug and you'd never go into your second ceremony if you yeah. weren't in for healing, you know, and really to straighten some shit out. So you have to understand my first 32 ceremonies, my, um, my husband at the time kept looking at me going, why do you keep doing this? It's like each time there was more and more and more clarity. It's like a, it's like a, a sailboat. And I kept getting redirected just a little bit like, okay, that's gone. That's Tell, gone. Can that's you gone. just like walk me through really quick what it's like? Oh gosh. Every ceremony is different. Okay. That's what's your favorite one? Do you have one that you look at and you're like, that was one that, that's really standing out to me? Actually, um, recently I had an amazing one. I had an amazing shaman and he said, because um, I was telling him about, you know, like the first night I drank and I said, this happened. And he goes, you know, the next time ask the medicine to take you to the source. It's like I've drank ayahuasca 90, you know, whatever times. And nobody's ever told me to tell the medicine to take you to the source. So I was working through shame. And uh, all the come, you know, you can feel this coming on. You're like, oh, no, not shame. <laughs> you know, there's this dread feeling like we're going to go there. And then I saw societal shame and I went through that for a while. And I was like, okay, I see. Thank you for showing me. Take me to the source. Then I go through body shame. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I had when my. When you say you go through, what do you, you're, are you looking at it? Like, I don't, is it yeah, something. you're being shown. So you can see, like, you can see visions. You can see visions, um, but they're less, they're less. It's more cerebral. It's more cerebral. It's more of a knowing vision of where you, you're, you're, you're being shown. I say shown because you're, it's literally not coming from within you. You are being shown, but it is outside of yourself. It's like you're being shown a movie, but it's not in a, um, like you're watching a television screen. So I go through the body shame, you know what I'm saying? Like I had my boobs done like 30 years ago and I was like, why did I do that? And then, you know, so I go through all of that. I see society's shamed, like what are we doing? And then, then I go through like sexual shame, any kind of sexual deviancy, anything. And each time I just kept saying, thank you for showing me, will you take me to the source? I go all the way back to my conception. And when my parents uh, conceived me when they were 18 years old, they were Church of Christ, Christian, small town in Arkansas. Can you imagine the shame they must have felt getting pregnant? So I mm. went back to that whole source and then it was just like freedom, like, oh, that's where this comes from. Okay. And then it was just like this elated feeling of like, thank you. Now I know where this shame came from. So I'm free of this. Then all of a sudden a curveball. You guys are going to be like, what? 
then I heard you've built an entire company around shame. Oh, Whoa. I was oh like, my God. I go, what are you talking about? Don't get, get, get rid of embarrassing pooing. bath. Yeah, embarrassing bath odor. You know, uh, spritz the boat before you go so no one else will ever know. How do you make the world believe your poop didn't stink? So then I'm just being shown every marketing. Th- Even though that Bethany's talked about her creamy behemoth and mother load, it's like you've been selling shame in a subtle way. Or hiding shame. So what do you do with that? Like, wh- where well, do you go? So pretty crazy oh it was a curveball dude right i was <laughs> like whoa no so i went back to my team and you know after that after those ceremonies and i said i gotta tell you what we've been up to and we didn't know it and they all were like you know set back and we're like shit what are we gonna do and i said we're gonna have to shift it like we're gonna have to shift the shit that's what we're gonna have to do so that's this new campaign girls do poop that's what it's all about and the first words are you know let that shit out yes actually shit don't just pretend like you're you know nothing comes out of your rear end like we're just going for it it's like you can use poopery as a courtesy but we're not going to tell you that you should be embarrassed about pooping anymore and we didn't even i didn't even know what i was up to does that make sense oh my god that's that's a 360 that's why i wanted to finish telling you the story 180. So that's 180. Do you see what I'm saying? That's the power of the medicine. It comes back and it shows you this stuff that you never could have seen. It's from a completely different angle. And that's why it's interesting to me now because you're the second person we've had on here that's that's talked and we've gone into book my ticket to Peru. That's what I want for my birthday. Yeah, I'm serious. Not joking. We could could talk offline. Um, okay. If you're drawn, yes. People, I am. people ask me, should I go? I say, if you're drawn, yes. I've if been, no, why I'm would you so do that? I'm so drawn. I've, ha- I've asked so many people so many questions about it. I'm, yeah. There's something that's like calling me to it. She, I want she's then had you a need lot to of go. trauma early in her life, and she's been looking for something like yeah. this. Yeah, so. I oh. really want to try oh, it. Oh, sister. Yeah. I just got chill bumps. See? Uh-huh. That's an alive idea. <laughs> an alive idea. So I'm let's gonna, go to I'm going to steal that from you. An alive idea. Yeah, do. I like it. Yeah. So what is a book or resource or podcast that you can recommend to our audience that's, it, it could be anything that's something that's life-changing or changed the direction of your career, anything. Or something current. It could be anything. Could yeah, be anything you like to listen to. Yeah. So again, if I told you that, you're going to be following my path. What I would do is go into a bookstore and I would look, for example, when I saw Byron Katie's book, I was just sitting in a bookstore. I was sworn off self-help books. I'm like, I'm not doing any of that shit. And I look over and there's her book facing me and it said loving what is and I was like what and I walked over to it like you're going to be drawn to what you need and what you need and what you learn you're drawn to ayahuasca not because everybody's doing it there's something in you go towards that so I can tell you books I've I've read so many you know loving what is man search for meaning that's Um, a great book it's a great book. It's one of the, the first books. Um, my mentor, uh, Gay Hendricks, The Big Leap, you know, that's amazing. He just came out with a new one, The um, some, the Joy of Your Genius. Um, I would just go trust yourself and what resonates with you is the right thing, period. And nobody can tell you that, ever. You can't tell people that, you know what I'm saying? Like, we really can't. We can offer suggestions, but when you feel that ding, go towards the ding and don't ask people should I go towards the ding it's like just go towards that feeling if someone's out there and wants to try poopery yeah I personally like the lavender one it's lavender vanilla mint is that correct am I saying it right there's a there's a lavender vanilla of a lavender vanilla that's my favorite one yeah. and they also have little ones that you can put in your purse yes, which I atomizers. love yeah it looks like a little lipstick yes. which is awesome you guys yes if someone has never tried it 
Can you just kind of give us the spiel? Which one should they start with? Um, you know, what's your favorite scent? I would love to know. Yeah. So, um, so poopery is a bathroom freshener that you spray on the surface of the water before you go. So it gets rid of bathroom odor. So it traps it, you know, it gets rid of it before you even begin. It's much more effective because we're getting rid of the odor before it starts. Um, that's it in a nutshell. But my favorite has always been original citrus because that was my baby. That's the one I, you know, first created. But recently I love the lavender peppermint or is that the one you like? That's the one I like. Lavender, oh, lavender peppermint. It's my favorite. Oh, it's so like, good. I love it. Yeah. 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 So that's it really does cover up any smell. Michael, I left it by your toilet if you're wondering and you want to use it. I got the hint. Okay. <laughs> but we have an automatic unit now. I'll send you one. Yeah. Or a couple. How many ever you need. Let uh, me know. We would love that. Yeah. Going straight to the source. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So Poopery is amazing. It's an amazing company. I love what we're doing. What people don't realize is our underbelly. They don't understand Defy, Liberate, Transform. That yes, we want you we've really been about speaking up we've taught we have the world talking about poop like we really do we were the forefront you know we were the category creators of she this. created a category my favorite yeah. thing ever and i want you to know for the first year i was begging people to try the product because i knew it was so good that they had to try it so nobody thought it was a good idea there's so many times i wanted to quit everybody was like they would are you mad can you imagine 13 years ago i was like poopery they would go what everybody pull back thank god you know, everyone's like, more open now well it's and we help judgment. create that. yeah i'm obsessed with that yeah so now of course everybody's doing poop puns and it's funny and i just kind of sit back going yeah okay cool but my question is okay now what can we talk about Right now we can talk about ayahuasca. That's See, fun. the dog chasing yeah. the car. What's next? Uh, <laughs> but, but that's what turns me on. So 180, not Complacency a 360. Complacency doesn't turn me on. Same, same with me. Yeah. I get it. So there's I no problem it. with it. Cool. To me. So we'll just not celebrate together. Where can talking? everyone find you and Poopery if they oh, want to follow along? I'm such a bad promoter. No, you're, uh, you're actually an incredible promoter. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, Poopery.com. P-O-O-P-O-U-R-R-I. And on Instagram. Instagram we're poopery and we'll link everything we'll link everything in oh, the show thank notes you. Um, thank you so much thank for being you. on you're incredible oh thank, thank you very inspiring you. you are too yeah thank you guys if you liked this episode tell us your favorite part on my latest Instagram and I will DM one of you to send you five beauty goodies straight from me handpicked lots of skin goodies too just tell us your favorite part of the episode we love to learn about what you like most and be sure you're following the Skinny Confidential podcast on Instagram. It's at TSC Podcast. We have lots of updates there. The Instagram story's lit, and it's just a pretty aesthetic. If you guys want to know more tips, tricks, or resources from this podcast, you can go to tscpodcast.com, and all the show notes will be there. With that, see you next Tuesday. This episode was brought to you by Thrive Market. As you guys know, Thrive Market is a one-stop shop for high-end, high-quality, and highly discounted groceries, supplements, beauty products, which I love, and household supplies. Thrive Market guarantees its customers 25 to 50% below retail on all items. It basically cuts the middleman out. You guys have to go shop my store. I have a Skinny Confidential store on Thrive with all my favorites. And Thrive Market is offering all TSC, him and her listeners, 25% off your first order plus free shipping with a one-month trial when you go to thrivemarket.com slash skinny. Again, that's thrivemarket.com slash skinny. Happy shopping.
This episode was also brought to you by a Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning space offering more than 20,000 courses. We're currently using the platform to learn After Effects, which is the platform that creates all of our Instagram story motion graphics. This is a tool for brands and individuals to acquire new skills or take novice skills to an expert level. So think of it as like a Netflix for learning skills. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for TSC listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right, guys. Skillshare is offering TSC listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com skinny. Again, go to Skillshare.com skinny to start two months of learning now. That's Skillshare.com skinny.